Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Yep, this is the exciting time. In fact, this weekend, I'm going to be in Puerto Vallarta at our first on-land seminar. Uh, it's, I'm really looking forward to it. Today, we're going to talk about healing damage from neurotoxins. Now, last week, we talked about the poisoning of our population. So we're looking at medication, vaccines, uh, glyphosates, toxins in the environment, what that's doing to our brains. So now we're going to go over a couple of case studies on how to heal from the damage. Because, I mean, some of the comments I'm getting are mind-blowing. You can't see a leaky gut. Okay, I'm going to show you x-rays for those that don't understand what increased intestinal permeability is, and that's also called a leaky gut. Yes, you can see it on x-ray, and I will show you. <laughs> so, but, I mean, if you look at what we have now, we have 60% of our adult population has a chronic injury or illness. 40% of our population that has that has more than one injury. 54% of our kids have a chronic injury or illness. This is the largest epidemic of chronic illness in, um, in the world, in history. So... What do we have? Okay, we've got the perfect storm, and the perfect storm is when everything aligns up. Um, and what I did, I, I, I randomly filled out five different categories. So figure food, elimination, how you get rid of that, movement, social and mental health, and healthcare. And food, I mean, you basically can choose organic or processed. Um, if you're choosing organic, that's how your body can, you know, break it down the nutrients and get it. If you're choosing processed, they can have preservatives and might not be good for you. Elimination. I've got patients in here with chronic injury or illness that have one poop every other day or one every week. Okay, you should have um, two to three a day on, on average. Movement. Minimum. Minimum. You should be exercising your body at least a half hour a day, at least. And we're talking aerobic and resistance. And if you do this every day, you're going to be healthier. This is what you're designed for. Movement deficiency causes alterations in brain function. It causes alterations in immune system and alterations in lymph flow. But when you're talking the average person is moving or exercising about a half hour a week, Okay, what about social and mental health? This is essential if you're planning on living over 100. Okay, you literally need a time for yourself, your friends, and family. And if not, then your life is going to be out of balance. And that's going to create that physical, chemical, and emotional stress load. Now, healthcare, you can choose, okay, well, some choices of healthcare, others the government will choose for you. Um, but you can choose to work with the body. Like, let's say if you get a cold, then you would give, um, if you're working with the body, you're going to give vitamin C, um, maybe omega-3s, maybe increase your body temperature, sit in a sauna, you know, hydrate, you know, heal that. If you're um, into the medical system where you want to utilize chemicals to alter your physiology, You'll take the neosinephrine to shrink the mucous membrane in the nose. You'll take the, the Dayquil or NyQuil, which, you know, actually weakens your body's immune system response. Uh, you can do steroids and antibiotics. All of those interventions have a toxic effect on the body. So we're, we're literally looking at how the body works, okay, to see if, um, well, basically,
basically, if what what's the better outcome? Are you healthier um, by using um, using the natural processes that your body has in place, or are you healthier uh, by utilizing the medical interventions? I mean, if you have a broken leg sticking out, a medical intervention is absolutely appropriate. But if you have a common cold, it's not. So we're going to bring up a number of case studies because one of the reasons, the last few weeks, I'm getting so many kids with neurologic damages. And this is one of the reasons that I opened the clinic in Mexico so we can start healing the guts and detoxing these little kids. And so I'm going to show you what guts look like, what what bad guts look like, and what what good guts look like. Um, you know, I'm bringing up a couple of 12-year-old girls who literally had autism after nine years of court battle proven um, that the vaccines did cause autism. Okay, well, encephalitis with autism-like symptoms. So, I mean, you're looking at the amount of mental and developmental disorders is tremendous in our population. So I'm going to show you what type of people come into my office. Now here, okay, a 10-year-old child, okay, sweet little girl. Okay, now during the birth process, I'm asking the mom, okay, were you given Pitocin and Epidural? The reason is Pitocin increases neurologic damage from vaccines about 60%. And the epidural means that they were, you know, forcing the uterus to contract, and that can put the mom under stress, even though it's deadening their awareness of what's happening to her body. Now, uh, there was a traumatic birth, and when you're looking at this kid, she has a 100% loss of curve. Now, of course, she had food sensitivities, and be the behavior and food sensitivities started after the six months of vaccines. So now here's a 10-year-old kid. She's writing down that she has sleep problems, anxiety, digestive disorders, fatigue, and neck pain. Ten-year-old. Ten years old. She has anxiety, sleep problems, fatigue, digestive disorders, and neck pain. I mean, just mind-blowing. Okay, and y you figure... Um, after it, it, 10 years old, she's had around 50, 45 to 56 vaccines. And I, I mean, so we're talking an extremely toxic assault. So what, what do we do with this? Well, when you're looking at the physical, chemical, and emotional stressors, um, do we need to change her sleep patterns? Absolutely. Do we need to heal her gut? Absolutely. Do we need to get her on um, regular chiropractic adjustments to restore the curve in her neck? Absolutely. So that's what you're doing. If you're trying to fix digestion just by changing the nutrients or giving her drug to calm her body down like you've been antacids, that's not going to be as effective as finding the problem. So this little kid is in a stressed state. That's bottom line. She is in a st completely stressed state, causing her body to decrease nerve supply to the gut. So this means slow gastric motility. You're talking the vaccines and antibiotics she's had in the past for common colds or ear infections, all of that, destroy the gut flora. If she's taking the standard bread products, because you figure if a mom gets Pitocin, she might have trouble um, nursing because it's hard for the milk to let down after you get the oxytocin. 
so that then the kid may have been exposed to the formula, which, I mean, most formulas today, the first ingredient is genetically modified high fructose corn syrup. So no wonder, I mean, we get one and two-year-old kids in with um, taking antacids. Uh, now, I'm going to guide an article from 2013 about the Gardasil vaccine. And this is uh, the vaccine to prevent human papillomavirus. Now, the theory is that HPV is one of the causing viruses of cervical cancer. Now, there's a number of different viruses out there. And some people are saying that it's not a causative factor, just happens to be there a lot of the time. But it's you figure cervical cancer, you're looking at um, people, it starts forming in the 40s and 50s. Now, this, the Judicial Watch, um, has paid out over 6 million, or they've looked at the National Vaccine Injury Compensation Program, the Judicial Watch did. And Department of Health and Human Services revealed that the National Vaccine Injury Compensation Program awarded $6 million to 49 victims. And this was back in 2013. Uh, but I'm going to read a quote from it. This new information from the government shows that serious safety concerns about the use of Gardasil have been well-founded. Public officials should stop pushing Gardasil on children. End of quote. Yeah, right. Okay, so now when we look at this, what are some of the incidents, okay, that they're describing? Along with 26 deaths, okay, from September 2010 to September 2011, uh, incidents of seizure, paralysis, blindness, pancreatitis, speech problems. What's a speech problem? That means damage to the brain. Short-term memory loss, damage to the brain. Guillain-Barre syndrome, damage to the central nervous system. Uh, so we know that this is crazy. We also know that back before they passed the, the no liability, that means that when your kids are getting these vaccines, there is absolutely no liability. You can't sue the doctor. You can't sue the manufacturer. But again, we have an, a, a completely controlled um, environment, okay, media environment. And even though it's it's like this religious fervor, uh, you know, get vaccinated, protect your child, this, if you're not vaccinated, it, I mean, the frenzy of this uh, on completely well-meaning but ignorant people, they're not looking back in 1985 that before the laws it, um, absolving the manufacturers of vaccines of liability, there were only um, three sets of vaccines, the diphtheria, pertussis, and tetanus, uh, which we no longer use anymore. We do export it to other countries because of the number of um, people that it hurt. The polio vaccine, again, we don't use the oral polio anymore. That's exported to other countries because it does cause polio um, in, in rare circumstances. And the MMR shot that we still utilize in this country. So out of the three vaccines that they were offering, two of them we don't offer anymore. So we know that, that vaccines, it's, it's not a blessed product, okay? There can be problems with it. It's not going to be universal. So, you know, we just have to look at this. 
Um, and then there was no hepatitis B, HPV, influenza, PCV, rotavirus, HIV, varicella, hepatitis A, or meningeal goggle. None of that was, was even in existence then. We're now looking at 72 doses of 17 different vaccines by 18 years old. Um, of course, in 20 and 21, 2020 and 2021, there are a number of vaccines that are going to be added to the schedule. This is why they're eliminating uh, your choice. So you no longer have choice um, of whether your kid could be vaccinated in about six different states. Um, and the way the doctors put it up, well, you don't have to vaccinate them. They just can't go to school. Okay, even though your taxes are paying for school and education should be a personal right. Um, and <laughs> none of this um, fear of the unvaccinated uh, was done back in 1985 because 40% of the population was unvaccinated. Um, you know, just nuts. I'm going to bring up another one. And, and again, if I hear these stories, and we, uh, we don't have a solely pediatric practice, and we don't practice just um, dealing with neurologic damage or autism, okay, but we are getting one to two kids a week, every week, okay, that have uh, come in with stories of vaccine damage, and this is super, super common, okay? Again, the mom was given Pitocin and an epidural. Um, it, after the birth, the kid had ear infections that was treated with antibiotics. Okay, so you're getting this. The Pitocin causes, um, initiates uterine contractions, and that can cause a lot of harm on the kids. Ear infections are not ear infections. They're actually ear effusions. And this means that, that there's not a bacteria or a virus infecting it, that it's literally from the dysfunction of the soft palate uh, during swallowing that the middle ear can't drain. But now they treat it with antibiotics so that wipes out the normal gut flora. Um, of course, remember the vaccine schedule. At 12 hours old, they're given one vaccine. They're also given a vitamin K shot that has polysorbate 80, both of those can damage the gut. Then the antibiotics can damage the gut. Well, the, then he had, after 18-month vaccines, he had a lot of food sensitivities, and then he lost speech, um, inflammation of the brain, head banging, I mean, you know, self-stimming behavior, the, the whole nine yards. And now the kid's 14. So what do we do for kids like this? Okay, that literally, until genetic studies are out where you can find out, you know, why do um, black children in America have a 400% greater rate of um, neurologic damage from the vaccines? Uh, I don't know either. So what we have to do is do genetic testing to identify um, what the risk factors are. Because if you're going to go in and get a vaccine, wouldn't you like to know the risk and the benefit? And there is a risk. I mean, when you look at um, the, the U.S. Supreme Court, they said vaccines are unavoidably unsafe. So let's look at genetic studies of the risk-benefit ratio. Now, um, and it, literally you stop injecting 
foreign proteins with toxic adjuvants and neurotoxins inside of the children. Now, they have these adjuvants in order to stimulate the immune system response. There's a heck of a lot better ways to install the immune system response without causing or increasing autoimmune conditions and, and neurologic damage. But now, let's say we got these kids with neurologic damage. What do you do? First, they got a, a, a damage to the gut, so gluten-free, dairy-free, and definitely no eggs. Viruses love growing in eggs. This is why they use eggs as the growth medium for a lot of different vaccines. Okay, no animal products for 60 days. Why? Well, most animal products are raised in toxic, deficient environments. But you figure these kids are under stress. And you've got physical, chemical, and emotional stress. All, um, each one of those stress responses is going to have uh, the children um, shut lead supply down to the gut. So animal products are hard to break down. Uh, Omega-3s in whole food form. So this means uh, fish oil. And the fish oil is going to be hugely important to get the omega-3s in the system. And this helps protect the brain uh, and literally gives the right fats to help good hormone and nerve production. And all supplements have to be in whole food form. Why? Because these kids are damaged, okay? Damaged. And then we get symmetrical movements. And this is hugely important um, where, where um, you have the kid play. Figure the frontal lobe is anxiety, stress, depression, and impulse control. And this is an area of the brain. Now, the cerebellum stimulates that frontal lobe. Movement stimulates this. This is why these kids have these, these rapid movements and self-stimming movements. <clears throat> this is to stimulate that, that cerebellum, and this controls the frontal lobe. So when you're looking at the cerebellar stimulation, this has a calming effect. So and movement is going to be the key. And look at everything, everything you put on this kid or in this kid or on anyone who's neurotoxic. If you put something on your skin that you can't eat, okay, that can be getting in the bloodstream causing a toxic effect. So look at the skincare products. Look at the soaps. Okay, if you're using an antibiotic as a soap with the triclosan in there, this can it's really damaging to your normal flora on your skin. So that's crazy. Also, look at EMFs or electromagnetic frequencies. These can also negatively affect these hypersensitive kids. Change the kids' environment. Let them um, get more stimulus, but you're going to see these kids need protection. If they're full-blown autistic, nonverbal, um, with self-stimulating behavior, and it's very hard to communicate to them, um, changing their environment will have a calming effect on the kid. And what, what I mean by that, if every day you take them for a walk, you take them to a park, take them to a different park, um, get them outside, get them to do certain things, get them to move, this will get them out of that internal prison that they're in now where they're only looking at their own responses to the environment. Now, figure these kids are damaged. They've got neurotransmitters produced in the gut like they, we should, except their guts are dysfunctional and damaged. So fermented foods daily and no processed foods. And all of this is going to have a fantastic effect in literally helping these kids heal. 
I mean, they will heal. Now, um, it, the, so not only is it vaccines, but we have to look. Um, here, I'm just writing one note. Um, we have to look at not just the vaccines. That's one. I mean, of course, we could say the uh, the Tylenol that they use to decrease the symptoms of the vaccines are um, going to be a contributing factor, and they absolutely are. However, when we're looking at glyphosates, I mean, we're finding this, and this is an herbicide played, uh, sprayed over plants, and this is what most of the plants are genetically modified for so they can accept this herbicide on top. It, glyphosate is an antibiotic, or, or it an, has antibiotic properties. And bacteria in your gut and on your skin are vital for your immune system. And Don Huber, and we're talking award-winning international scientist, professor emeritus of plant pathology. Quote, historians may look back and write about how willing we are to sacrifice our children and jeopardize future generations with a massive experiment that's based on false promises, flawed science, just to benefit the bottom line of a commercial enterprise. I mean, end of quote. That That's a quote on glyphosates that's found in breast milk, American moms, drinking water, American's urine. It is destroying us. Now, we know gastrointestinal issues are super common in autism. Uh, and here's a quote from an article, Albert Harvard Review of Psychiatry. Uh, moreover, examining how GI disturbances, gastrointestinal disturbances, affect the brain and behavior in animal models for autism can reveal promising targets for the development of biomolecular diagnostic and therapeutics for autism spectrum disorder. Absolutely. And this is what we're seeing. I mean, rarely. I have gotten some uh, kids with an autism diagnosis in uh, that have had good guts. And one of them, this brilliant little kid um, who started off nonverbal, self-stimming, everything else, he's now in, I think, kindergarten without, um, without a, a guide. He's, he's in normal school now because he can talk and communicate and sit down and listen to the teacher. I mean, it's, it's amazing. But this kid, when he first came in, I, I was shocked. I talked to the parents and I said, what have you gotten feeding this guy? Because this, this kid has all the self-stimming behavior on autism and the same story. The only thing that changes are the months. You know, the, the first symptoms developed after the four-month shot or six-month shot or 18-month shot or 24-month shot. It, it's, it's, it's always in that timing because it's based on the health and nutrients of the mom the health of the kid, the the, the um, physical, chemical, and emotional stressors that these kids go under, it's based on all of those factors. I mean, if you think, um, and this is um, one of the, where the completely dogmatic, ignorant physicians are saying, well, everybody gets vaccinated, but not everybody uh, gets um, autism. So obviously the vaccines can't cause autism. Really, okay. There's a lot of people that smoke cigarettes. Not everybody gets lung cancer. In fact, 60% of all lung cancer people never smoke cigarettes. So therefore, cigarettes don't cause cancer. Well, they might not cause it, but they sure do weaken your immune system, particularly the chemicals inside. So 
Um, I'm going to go through and show a couple of more uh, cases tonight. Um, but, I mean, keep holding on to building that gut flora to heal these kids. So when you're looking at depression, anxiety, stress, um, these brilliant, brilliant probiotics that you get inside of your gut stream, they're called psychobiotics. It literally can manipulate the gut-brain signals that can alter your um, brain function. Um, quote, and this is out of Trends of Neuropsychiatry. We reviewed probiotic and prebiotic effects on emotional, cognitive, systemic, and neural variabilities relevant to health and disease. Um, we discussed gut-brain signaling mechanism enabling psychobiotic effects such as metabolite production. So they're looking at this and they're going, oh my God, this gut-brain microbiota axis can actually have a massive effect on anxiety, stress, everything. Uh, so anything that damages the gut flora is going to damage the mind. It's really that hugely important. So the antibiotics that, that kids get for uh, ear infections or common colds can negatively affect brain function. We all know, already know this. I mean, Cipro, you're looking at a number of different powerful antibiotics um, have suicide warnings on them. And so <laughs> we're looking at this. Uh, uh, every aspect of your gut directly equates to the brain. Now, the Scandinavian Journal for Education Research, uh, you're looking at uh, autistic syndromes and diet. They talked about gluten-free and dairy-free. And they had, quote, our hypothesis was that a diet without these proteins would facilitate learning. Uh, further retesting was made four years after the onset of dietary intervention. Normalization of urine patterns, peptide levels was found after a year. Likewise, decrease in odd behavior and improved use of social, cognitive, and communicative skills were registered. Is it, can it be that simple that you just change um, the, the gluten-free, gluten dairy-free diet that this makes a difference? It does. I mean, if you look at the article in Evolutionary Psychiatry, could soda and sugar be causing your depression? Okay, um, and it turns out that fructose, and, and this is the number one source of calories that all Americans get their, their calories from, is high fructose corn syrup. And the, the, the challenge is that in, in our world, okay, it's genetically modified high fructose corn syrup. So this is soaked with glyphosates. And they're saying that 20% that of Americans have a fructose malabsorption. This can literally lead to cramping, diarrhea, and inflammatory bowel. What do we know about inflammatory bowel? That that can cause depression, anxiety, and stress. Um, when we look at the, uh, another one, the ScanBit randomized controlled single-blind study of gluten-free and casein-free um, dietary intervention for children with autism spectrum disorders. Yes, that's the title of the article. Now, it's from Nutritional Neuroscience, um, and, quote, there's an increasing interest in the use of gluten and casein-free diets for children with autism spectrum disorders. Um, and they are saying, oh, my gosh, it works really good. Why? Because if you use drugs to treat depression and anxiety, 
well, not only did a um, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor drugs um, have a black box warning that it causes suicide and suicidal thoughts, um, 50% of kids placed on an antidepressant for five years will convert to bipolar disorder. That's right. So if you treat anxiety and stress and depression with a chemical, you can actually develop more severe brain damage. Now, so we're going to cover all of this stuff tonight, but it's literally, when you look at medications, if you look at vaccinations, you look at all of the contributing factors uh, to um, how the body works, how the immune system works, how the brain works, there are ways to heal kids. Ideally, it'd be better to not damage the kids. Not damage the kids in the first place would be a big plus. Okay, but healing them after the damage, um, there's ways to do it. You've got to look at the physical, chemical, emotional stress. These kids are hurt, so we've got to heal their gut. But knowing that the brain has a neuroplastic aspect, you're going to be able to stimulate that brain activity to get um, the, the body to regenerate neurons that have been damaged. There's a neuroplastic aspect of the brain. You can help these kids, uh, and it doesn't matter however severe they are. They may not get back to full function, but they will get back some function, and maybe we can even reverse the damage. I've seen it happen in, in hundreds and hundreds of kids where they get better, um, and you can get help. Just, just get out there, get them on a gluten-free, dairy-free diet, get them to a corrective chiropractor so we can get good neurostimulus um, and, and pray. Look at the physical, chemical, emotional stress, and your kids can recover. This is Dr. John Bergman. We're going to be live on Facebook tonight, and then this will be posted up on YouTube in a week. Um, hang in there. God bless you, and I love you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.